What is going on, everybody? You are listening to the ATIA show. On today's episode, we will be discussing episode two, chapter two, The Child of the Mandalorian with full spoilers. So there's a little bit of a warning. Also, we're going to give you our thoughts on Disney Plus one week after its launch. But to kick off the show, I'm going to give you a short review slash thoughts on Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, Eric did not see this movie. Unfortunately, he was not able to attend. I was at school. He was at school was learning. Torture. <laughs> but so while you were out at the movies, I was there learning stuff. Like, there's no point in certain things in school, but that's not the point. But the point is, since I didn't see it, I'll be like interviewing or like, oh, sometimes I'll chime in to see if I have a question or anything or like how they did a certain thing of the movie. But right. uh, yeah, so what did you think of it? I This movie had a high, high bar to reach from... The first time I saw the trailer back when they released it in CinemaCon, I had really high expectations for the movie. Every time I saw the trailer, I got more and more excited for it. And off the bat, just let me say that this movie reached my expectations. It is a very, very well done film from the dialogue to the score, cinematography, acting, everything else in between. And if you guys don't know, this is a movie starring Christian Bale, who plays Ken Miles, and... Carol Shelby played by Matt Damon from the trailers you probably think this movie is about building a car a Ford car to beat Ferrari at the Le Mans 24 hours race but once you sit down to watch this movie you realize that it's more about two people who are creatives who have to fight through the corporate structure in order to get their jobs done Essentially, Henry Ford II is looking for someone that can build him a car to get him to where he wants to get. But him and some of his exec, mainly some of his executives, cannot get out of their own way. And because they feel entitled because of their stature within the company, because they wear a nice suit or their window has a nice view, they feel that they have the right to interject and really handcuff Miles and Shelby in the building of this car and it's just them working through the difficulties of a corporate structure because they want them to be a certain way act a certain way look a certain way and from the trailers you could see that Ken Miles played by Christian Bell once again is not that type of guy he's there here's a guy who is a bit difficult who is a hothead who is going to show you exactly what he feels You're going to know exactly what he thinks about you because he wears his emotions on his sleeve and he's in your face about it. And that could rub corporate people the wrong way because, you know, they're really like uptight and all this stuff. And he's not your clean cut all-American boy. He's his own guy and he's going to let you know about it. So they have to fight within that to get the job done. And that got me thinking about me and you, Eric, how we do this podcast. And like how it's like our, like it's, our, it's in our hands. And like exactly. We we're, we're free to do what we want to do and talk about or not talk about. And how these, these two guys were hired to do a job. But because of egos and stuff like that, they are put in a position where not only do they have to fight their own people who are supposed to give them support but you know they're also trying to break barriers and get to where no one has ever gotten before so that's the thing that really struck me about this movie and i wouldn't be surprised if you see oscar buzz uh starting to generate for christian bell who played ken miles and matt damon was really good as as well but i think christian bell takes the cake for me because there were some times where he had to act against 
no one else. He was like center frame inside the car and he really had to convey certain emotions with facial expressions and I felt that he did a really good job with that. So I really enjoyed this movie and this is the type of movie we really don't get anymore because you either get a small indie or a big blockbuster movie and this is a mid-budget type of movie. So if you want more of these types of movies, you should go out and support it. And here's a really good movie you can check out with pretty much anyone in your family with the upcoming turkey break. So I really would recommend it. If you're on the fence, get off that fence and go get yourself a ticket and get ready for a thrill ride. Because yes, it's about all those things I said. And of course, there is racing incorporated within it. But to me, the racing aspect is just the bow that ties the movie together. Oh, and here's uh, something about this is, um, where does this film take place? And is it like really accurate? Do you know much about these events or? Well, that's it. That's a very good question, Eric. I don't like I'm going by from what I saw in the movie. I don't know. It, if this movie is 100% accurate and it is Hollywood so I'm sure some things got embellished uh, and I really didn't know too much about the event you know the race at Le Mans or these two characters and where did it take place like in the 50s when cars were in their hot spot or? It, it, it takes place in the mid 60s and uh, the race uh, well obviously they're building the car in Detroit right but the actual race takes place in France well so I, I feel I feel like they did a good job of depicting that time period and stuff. So yeah, like I said, it's a really good movie, and I'm actually excited for you to watch it, you and Adrian to watch it. So if you guys want to go over break again, I'm more than willing to do that. All right, guys. So that's unless you have any more questions, that's gonna wrap uh, up. This no, segment. like uh, yeah, we might see it again this break, but then again, like we have a lot of things. Like yeah, we also got to see Frozen Two, Twenty One Bridges, Knives Out, Black Friday, <laughs> right. and Thanksgiving All right. too. Well, if we can sneak it in there, I wouldn't mind yeah. w- watching uh, this movie again. Maybe like, like I that said, Saturday because it's a big Black Friday haul. Yeah, yeah, and, definitely. Uh, and also the big turkey day, too. Exactly. So, a lot of football that day, too, as well as food. All right, guys. So, that's going to wrap up this short review on Ford versus Ferrari. We're going to come back with our Mandalorian breakdown for episode two. So, stick around, stay where you are, because we're coming back. guys we are back from break and we're going to be discussing the mandalorian episode two the child there will be spoilers so if you haven't seen the episode yet or don't have a disney plus account well if you don't have a disney plus account then stick around because we're going to recap it pretty nicely for you but if you do and you haven't seen it push pause go watch the app and then come back for this breakdown we got a special guest adrian hello he's joining us once again so who wants to lead us off um, Not right. everybody at once. Let's just say um, uh, that um, uh, I, I liked this episode, but like didn't at the same time. It felt like a setup episode. It was not just me who felt this. Like I think the first episode was better. The Mandalorian, who we still don't know what he looks like or don't even know his name. Just like, research the actor. Yeah, his name is Pedro Pascal, but we don't know like his name in the show. But Right. I see what you're saying as far as being a setup episode, especially where it ends, where he's just launching yeah, into... Yeah, but we get to know a little bit more about the child he saved in the first episode. Yeah. 
Obviously, we knew that he was the same species as Yoda. And he's so cute. And oh, people yeah. on the internet, stop saying that's Yoda because that's not. It's a species. Yeah, it's not baby Yoda. Or can it be? If Yoda was the last of his species, and I believe someone said that you could see a female species of Yoda in the prequels. Is that right? Do you guys know? I haven't heard about uh, this. I think I've heard about it. And I don't think like I've seen it while like watching it, though. So maybe he is the father, which would be kind of weird, right? I mean, he's 50 years old, so maybe the timeline's up. And like but... it corresponds like 50 years for like Yoda's species is like five months. Yeah, right. Because it said this happened that him and the mom got together before the Jedi purge, right? There's 20, mm-hmm. 19 years in between and then all the war. Maybe it doesn't add up, but close enough. But, yeah, so my question about the species is, obviously, I don't think he's had anyone to teach him the Force, because we see clearly see him use the Force when the Mandalorian is battling the creature inside the cave where he needs to retrieve the egg for the... Parts of his ship back. Yeah, what are those creatures? Uh, Jawas. Jawas, right? So what... what is it just is something the species that super has an affinity for the force and it just comes to them naturally? Is that why Yoda was so strong? Well, I'm assuming maybe. the force. And Yoda is... had training, so that maybe that's what made him like, as strong as, as he strong. Was, right? Maybe like maybe his it, species got purged or yeah, something. Yeah, like his species is strong with the force and he's trained, so. I, I know I heard that Yoda was the last of his kind, but I don't know if that's canon anymore. I don't know if I heard it in a, in a, in a book that is canon or a non canon book that doesn't go with the timeline anymore. But he's the only one we've seen, really, until we see this baby. And yeah, like, back to the part where I said this was a setup episode. Right. Like, mainly the biggest thing that happened was is that he retrieved the egg. And also, it, isn't, it hasn't been said specifically why he wants to actually keep up this uh, Yoda-like creature. Well, Yoda species alive. He just says, I think it's a baby. Well, yeah, it looks like one. Yeah, it looks like a baby. Which brings me to one of the things that I found kind of funny, more curious. Like, so he rescues the baby, right? Yeah. At the end of the episode, and he's making his way through the canyon, trying to get to a ship. And he's attacked by Trandoshians. And there's a quick battle there. This show had a lot more uh, action than the previous one. I'll give you that. Yeah, you mean the episode. Episode, yeah. So he reaches his, sh- his show. His ship. His show? And it's the the Jawas are, like, pretty much scavenging everything. They're like... And the thing that really made me kind of laugh is like he drops to a knee, pulls out his rifle, and starts like, dis- them. yeah, disintegrating. And I was like, what? Which most people find the jar jar was like kind of you know like clunky and adorable. Yeah, and he was not about that life. He started evaporating them. Did that start strike any type of chord with you guys? Like, I just thought that I was like, wow. And also later on, he flamethrowed one of them. Oh, yeah, exactly. And then we get into that whole chase, with them, which I thought was a pretty cool action sequence while the armor... It kind of felt like a runaway train thingy because it yeah. just kind of had, like, some Western elements Exactly, into it. right. Yeah. So he's, like, trying to board the train, and um, mm-hmm. the Jawas weren't having it. Like, they were fighting back. He killed quite a few of them, but... But then the Jawas have, like, this special, like, shock blaster with, like, a shotgun, kind of, but, like, with electricity. Yeah, and, and they like, shock him, and he, he they get away with it, and that's why he has to go into the cave of this creature to retrieve the egg, and they're gonna make an exchange, you know, for the parts they stole from him for the 
for the eggs. Now, was there anything you guys didn't like about this episode? Because there's something here that I wanted to mention. Um, like, the, my biggest problem with this is that it's mainly just a setup. Like, it's not, like, anything that... Well, this is, like, I'm sure this is crucial, but not, like, anything, like, big or, like, overly epic or, like, whoa, I can't believe this happened. You don't like the moment where he's fighting in the cave and he's pretty much getting wrecked until uh, this oh, Yoda yeah. creature yeah, that was, like, yeah, uses like, the force? There's, oh, no, there's no doubt that he's using the force, right? Yeah, that yeah, that's like the if biggest. If he's not part. using the force, like you have a problem. Exactly, and it sort of set it up where he's uh, bandaging his wounds, and when we see the baby trying to start yeah. to, and then he moves and puts him back in the crib, and it's, so that's sort of a. Uh, uh, what do you call like it? Foretelling. Yeah. And, and then he not got passed out. And then it happens in the cave while he's fighting this creature. What is this creature? Do we, or like, do we it's have like an a, I don't know, but it's essentially like a, a woolly rhinoceros. Type of thing? Yeah. Alright, one big rhino. thing that happened, but it, like, it. Well, that, Alright, well, that's one big thing that happened in this episode. Yeah, because that's gonna, I think that's going to have the implications, and I think that's why the client and the professor want this child, right? The client is all like, well, if you kill him, that's fine. Just show us that you did. But the professor, I think, obviously wants to conduct some type of experiments on the child. Because why else would you want this Yoda creature alive, yeah. right? So I wonder to what ends. Like, well, what are you trying to accomplish here? Are you going to make, like, Wait, uh, force clones or what? Here's one other thing um, that kind of, like, counteracts what you were saying, mm -hmm. but which I believe in more. In the first episode, uh, like you said, they say, oh, dead or alive, whatever, but if you bring them in dead, you get half the... You yeah, get you half, get less pay. Yeah, half, right. half the good. Mm -hmm. um, but IG-88, not the, you know, not IG-88, IG-88, but the IG unit, But his model. Yeah, the, the IG unit mm -hmm. um, Had literally said that instructions were specifically to um kill yeah and i feel like they were using the mandalorian like the human factory has like oh he can't kill this little adorable baby right and obviously the droid has like no feelings <laughs> right he's gonna follow yeah. the directive to the letter yeah. so that's um, that's interesting like and who gave him his directive because they led us to believe that no one else was on this job besides the mandalorian so who sent the ig unit do you think it was the same, the yeah, client? Yeah, definitely. They, they all had this um this tracker thing. Right, the key um, fob or whatever Yeah, because I don't know how, but it's sensitive to the, the baby Yoda. Mm -hmm. um, to track it. Yeah, the baby, the baby alien. I'm just going to call it baby green boy. Um, Yoda creature. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know... Okay, sorry, I, I lost my train of thought, but... um. I think basically they're using the human factor and they really want it dead, but they're playing it off like if you bring us a, a, us to us, if you bring the baby to us alive, mm -hmm. we'll kill it. Anyway, like not they're not trying to get him that message, but right. So I'm just they're, they're, the baby. You, the baby was gonna end up dead either way. Yeah, so I'm just curious to see because at the end of the episode, he has a child. He's gotten his parts back from the Jawas, which leads me into the part I don't really like. So he brings the egg, right? Mm -hmm. And then the Jawas break into it and they start eating. I'm like, all right, that was, I don't know if that was necessary. I yeah, guess it's a it little like humor. A cult. It, was, it was very strange and it was a little bit off putting, but whatever. That's the only the, the thing egg I was really so did. <laughs> exactly. It was just weird. I don't know. I wasn't really 100% in on that. So. He gets the child. He leaves. He's going somewhere. Where is he going? Is he going to deliver the child? Or where is he going with this child? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, is he going to keep it? Or is he just going to turn it in? Like I was saying earlier, 
I think either way, if he turns into Baby Yoda, it's, you know, toasted. Yeah. So, um, I don't, I, I really, I'm not quite sure. So, begs the question, should he have let the IG unit just kill it there, or is it, is he saving him from a more horrible fate? Because I think they're going to experiment on him. Experiment on him. Yeah. And also, another reason, possibly, why the, the, the Mandalorian mm-hmm. spared the baby is, you know, so he gets full pay. And even that if makes that, sense. He, he said he would he would split it with IG. Right. But that ain't gonna happen because he's kind of dead. And he always seems to be all about repaying his debts because we see him play the Agnat, the the Agnat, right? Like, yeah, for your help, I'm gonna give you half the bounty or whatever. But mm-hmm. he's not about receiving payment, you know, because I guess some different way of life or code. But so we know that about him. So the question begs to differ, and we're gonna find out tomorrow because it's thursday as we're recording this where it's all going and i understand what eric's main problem with the episode yes there was some cool stuff to chase and the sand crawler and the fight in the cave and all that but it is in a sense a setup episode because of how the episode ends like we don't really get a ton of questions answered and like oh you want to know what happens um just wait next week and also um uh we think like is this baby yoda creature dead after using the force for like half well, a we, minute we see him alive in the, no the no no uh huh, yeah I, yeah I, yeah i i get oh, that like, about how the question is answered yeah yeah like right. how he's okay. alive and you're thinking like how he did it for like 30 seconds and like he passed down you're like is he dead and he's like oh all right thank god he's he's alive but not for long that reminds me of something like how he was able to lift lift this creature who is not small by any means oh yeah big boy so the fact that he was able to do that it just it it points out his level of connection to the force and the way he's already able to wield it even as a toddler or a baby or whatever 50 year old yoda creature so i hope we get all of these answers answered in the next episode i don't um do we know what the next episode's called um no no, not yet yet. so we're gonna be checking that out tomorrow and we're gonna have a review for you the following week as always we're gonna wrap this segment up for the moment and let us know in the comments or hit me up on twitter do you guys like the mandalorian are you feeling it leave us that in the usual place for now we're gonna take a little break and we're gonna come back with our disney plus thoughts one week after it's launched back so eric disney plus launches launched november 12th that's tuesday of last week i've been using it for a little bit over a week you've been using it for a little over a week and uh so the question that everybody wants to know is what do you think about it um i'll just say it's uh pretty good um uh, uh, like, right now from its launch, it's pretty good. I'm sure, like, you know, if people are like, oh, I'm like, there's, there's, like, it's good. But, like, you know, I wish there's, like, more stuff. But there's a lot more to come. Like, because, uh, like, it's just its launch. And there's a lot of exclusives and a lot of more titles, like, that are still on Netflix. But, like, are still going to come over here. And it's even, like, you know, there, like, um, when you're on the um, homepage, you're like, oh, look, I, I can watch it right here. And it says, oh, arriving 
like July, blah. Yeah, let's know exactly when you're getting that new thing. Yeah, and um, so far, um, it's really good. I've uh, used it quite a lot. I've actually done quite a lot of things. The best thing so far for me has been the Mandalorian, which is like the main exclusive there. The other exclusive that launched on the day is the uh, Disney Imagineering Story. I've only been to Disneyland twice. I've never been to Disney World or any other Disney park, but Disneyland is um. Uh, it's a great place, like, you want to go there, it's the perfect place for a vacation, but I'm sure um, if you want to go there over the summer, that's not the best idea, because I'm sure you want to be the only family thinking with that idea, but we've gone there twice over the summer, like, seven to six years ago, and it is a blast, the commercials do not lie when they say it's the happiest place on earth, but are you all caught up on the Imagineering story, have you watched both episodes? I watched, um, uh, the first episode fully, and the, um, uh, half of the other episode, I I have the second episode, I still gotta finish it up, and so far, it's pretty intriguing, what I've been searching up on YouTube, because recently, I've been obsessed with Disneyland, and, uh, I've been trying to search up histories and that, but, like, I can't, like, you know, find any history videos or anything but um this the show the like thing for you right here yeah i mean like and there's a new episode tomorrow so uh yeah that too so so far like what's happened like in the episodes for a one from where i've gone like you know it was like back then it's like that was like this there's like this huge idea and like huge area and when it was like uh thinking like where do we build it like where there's enough space and it was like oh it's building in anaheim but like back then like in 1954 like like 1953 or 54 I actually don't know when it started construction like back then Anaheim was like a ghost town like it was just fields and like right you know, glass and, so grass the perfect and, place you know like to go but like it was also um a risk because since no one lived there like how are they supposed to get there right and also like not everyone was present on opening day but everyone was there on their televisions when uh the um uh, Disneyland the special gates. on uh, ABC and uh how's like the history of like throughout the rides and like you know the tickets and like what they removed and that and like even like when walt passed away and even some of their ideas and some of their scrapped ideas and right now i'm like where i'm uh uh for the second episode if you've watched this show where epcot and or disney world is like still under construction because walt had the idea of epcot where it's like this visionary like of tomorrow it's not like with the flying cars and that but it's like grass fields and like you know towing and that kind of like um a dystopian fantasy unfortunately he died so that idea was put to pause and they changed it to look more like the future well actually i've never been to epcot or disney world before so i don't really know right you can't speak firsthand yeah but like anything to do with disneyland itself and I'm sure this episode's supposed to feature, because on the, like, there's, like, a photo card, like, of the episode, uh, showed the, like, that giant cylinder dome of the Space Mountain. I'm sure, like, I haven't finished the episode, but there should be a new episode tomorrow, so I should catch him on that. But so far, pretty intriguing. Um, anything else that you did on Disney Plus? Uh, I, obviously, we watched uh, a Goofy movie. Um, um, like, that was, like, the, one of the only things you wanted to do back in the 90s, like, I think, like you said, you dropped off your cousins to yeah. go see it, and then, like, you're like, how was it? What was it about? It was like, oh, so Goofy does this dance, and then Max is like, hey, d- dad, <laughs> kind of like in Field of Dreams. Right, exactly, and going, uh, obviously, it's a little bit corny at times, but I really did enjoy this movie, you know, it's the story of a father and a son. Like, where the father really wants to be part of the son's life, but the son kind of just wants his independence. Right, and, um... 
you know, they find a way to bond, even though I guess Max was forced to go on this trip. But in the end, you know, they find a way to connect. And the dad, you know, does pretty much fulfills his son's dream by getting him to where he gets him to. I don't want spoilers in case anybody. I also will admit this film did have some mature moments, but, you know, at times it did come back to the fact that it is just a funny cartoon. Right. There's a lot of a lot of physical humor. I was laughing and you're surprised by that. And that was pretty funny. But uh, yeah, just and like you said, the other thing we've been watching, obviously, the two episodes is The Mandalorian, and and so far they are awesome. They're pretty awesome. It's a sci-fi space western. I really like where it's going, but you know, there's things that I'm dying to find out, like where they gonna. I mean, we are gonna up. get a new episode tomorrow by the time this is recording. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. The only other thing I've been watching is Boys Meet World. And this is a show that I began watching when I was a little bit younger than you. It only used to air on Fridays for the TGIF special ABC, you know, that and several other shows. And some of it, you know, it's a bit dated, it's kind of corny, but some of the jokes still work. And I started, I don't know if I noticed then, maybe I did, but each episode has a message, you know, like there's an episode. I know, I remember watching it, but it was like about how uh, racism still exists and how people need to look beyond the color of people's skin, you know, and work through their prejudices and stuff like that. So you get messages like that. And I just finished watching an episode which which was about uh, the same thing that we're talking about with Max and Goofy were, you know, Corey, the main character, and his brother Eric were trying to get out of going to a father-son baseball game, right? Because, you know, they got their own lives and they want to do their own thing. And, you know, I'm in the middle of that episode, actually. So, And there's also one about Christmas and giving. How giving a gift should be about giving from the heart and not expecting, you know, thanks. And to be celebrated over something you did for someone, you know. So, it's got these little lessons and it's still pretty... It's still funny at times and some of the jokes still get me. So, that's what I've been watching. Um, like... 12, 15 episodes in, whatever it is. So I'm looking forward to finishing the series. I've pretty much seen every episode in the, in the show. And yeah, it still works. There's a couple of things that are a little bit dated. You know, there's an episode where they emphasize a couple of times like love between a man and a woman or whatever. You know, and that's kind of backwards thinking. And I don't know that the show exactly was trying to hammer that point home, but it just seemed a little clunky and outdated to me. But yeah. Other than that, um, I'm enjoying it so far. I do have a problem with them not having a continue watching. Button. Like how like you have to remember where you were. If you don't, then you're done for. But what I do appreciate is like if you do remember which episode you're on, but you cut halfway, it's like it it, it, it picks up to where you were. Last. Right, but now but I it's gotta... like you have to like it's, it doesn't keep track of which episode you're watching or not. Right, so what I gotta do is like every time I gotta go back in my playlist, find the show, blah blah blah, and that's a. It's a bit annoying to be honest, but that's only that's about the biggest flaw that I can find with the service so far, and I'm enjoying it, and I'm looking forward to watching more movies. I know that Return of Jafar was not well received, but I liked it when I was a kid, and and I think someday we're gonna watch all those straight to DVD movies. <laughs> we'll do our best to get into those, but. Yeah, that that's our thoughts on Disney Plus. Wait, uh, I, I, oh, yeah, something else? yeah, some All other right. stuff that we've done is that um recently, like I said, I've been on to Disneyland and that, and like you know, I've been also into the Roger Rabbit ride, which we actually didn't go on, and I finally watched Two Frame Roger Rabbit, a movie that I've been hearing about for a while, 
I'm like, oh, I just kind of want to watch it, though. It's probably dated because, like, and most people are like, oh, it was, like, great back then. It's got, like, a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. But, like, Whoa. some people are like, uh, it's kind of dated today. Yeah. I watched it, and um, um, it, it's not great. It's not anything great or spectacular. I don't think it's, like, good either. It's not, like, anything that, like, makes me mad or anything. Right. It's just Somewhere like, in the middle? It's just, like, there, like... Uh, how Roger talks, um, I'm sure some people, a lot of people will find annoying. I know you. I'm one of them. Like, after a while. That's the main reason why I won't watch the movie, because I, how long is the movie? It's only like a hundred minutes. Oh, that's, a hundred minutes of that voice, I don't think I can do it. Uh, well, he's obviously not in it every second. But still, like. Like, after a while, after a while, you get used to it, though. Like, and like, it's just like. And this is obviously a mystery film, and, like, it, I, how you see it, it's like, oh, it's like cartoons mixed with real world. It's a cool concept, and actually, the blending in and uh, the effects by Industrial Light and Magic it still look really good today in 2019, 30, uh, like, uh, this was really, uh, 31 years later, and, um, uh, uh, yeah, that's Does it me. hold up or no? Um, visually. Not, visually, yes, it holds up. Story-wise, not as much. Right. And, uh... Yeah, that's mainly all I have to do about uh, talk about that film. Oh, one last thing. I did see Avatar on there. We own the Blu-ray, but for some reason I put it on Disney+. Plus, and I like the movie, but there's some really bad dialogue in it. It's just like, whoa, that was terrible. And also when it gets to... When it's ex- explaining things, it's just so clunky and awkward. Like, like wow, that didn't really work The runtime's like two hours and 41 minutes. Yeah, I don't know that that runtime is warranted. But, hey, you know, it's still a, a pretty good movie. And overall, I liked it. It's just those things I noticed on watching it. Again. Like 10 years later. Yeah. All right, Wait, guys. exactly 10 years. Yeah, exactly Also, years uh, in December. terms of Marvel stuff that we've done, we uh, started watching Earth's Mighty Series, the first episode. Oh, right. We need to get back to that because that show is so... I know I mentioned it. I have fond memories of it because, like, on Disney XD, like, you know, they every Sunday morning, they'd have, like, this Marvel Universe thing. Like, like when they're still working it out with the movies, but with the cartoons, like, they had already started, like, when they bought right. Disney and, like, how every Sunday we'd wake up to that. So yeah, Earth Mightiest Heroes is one of the best animated shows, especially when it comes to the superhero genre. And we also started watching the um, uh, X-Men animated series. Here's another series I loved as a child. Some of it's a bit dated, like the certain phrases or the way they, like, they only speak, the first but thing. yeah, we've, yeah, I still like it. Though, it's still I've pretty seen. cool. Like yeah. We only watched the first episode. The animation looks a little dated, but then again, for television in the 90s, that was cool. And I even bought a bag of, at the store at like Smart and Final, what they do is they have like those 90s retro style Doritos bags, and this was a perfect occasion. Right. And I will admit when watching this episode, Rogue's voice does sound very alluring and sexy. <laughs> that was funny. That's something that you mentioned when and we were thing about this show is that they call each other like even like when they're in the x mansion like when no one's there to expose their identity they call each other by their superhero names even um uh, xavier charles xavier calls Professor, them by, yeah you cyclops them. wolverine beast yeah that was i guess I don't like know. why couldn't they call them by their real names like there's no one here to expose your secret right what a mystery. But yeah, we're going to wrap it up unless you got anything else to say. Yeah, so far Disney Plus is really good. Uh, and this is only the beginning. There's a lot more to unveil and a lot right. more to do here and a lot more to come. So yeah, guys, that's our thoughts on Disney Plus. If you're subscribed to the service, let us know. You can always reach us 
by email on atiapod at gmail.com. I am also on Twitter. That's A-R-T-G-O-N-0-4 on Twitter. Drop us a tweet, an email, or a voicemail on Anchor if you're listening there. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us. We're available on app. I always mess up this part. We are available on Apple Music, Spotify, Pocket Casts, and many, many other places where podcasts are found. So thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode.